You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm batting a thousand, Aaron. Yeah, that's good. You know, there was a time that you only worked the board. <laughs> there was a time when I would uh, single-handedly operate a hundred thousand watt. Yeah, board with a board that was like ten, t- literally ten times the size of what you have in front of you, with like three separate computers, three keyboards, all while so managing, many. all while like eating hot dogs and mac and cheese, <laughs> and controlling Rick with like Richie in the other room. Yes, and oh, Mr. Also, Riley and giving screening the news. calls, Riley giving the news, <laughs> and like Clyde randomly like flashing the window as he walked by. Yep, but now you're like, which I button like, do I push? Seriously, I had one button to unmute. One. And of course, you had I can't one do job. That. One job. Oh, hello, my friends. This is Fun Employment Radio. Mm. I'm Sarah still in here with my buddy Aaron Duran. Hey. Because uh, Greg Nog has decided to, uh, to take the day off. He decided to go party. He is he is on a legitimate booze cruise right he now. He is. That's kind of great. He's <laughs> well, on a I mean, real booze cruise. Because isn't that what a booze cruise is? Like if you're on, you know, if you're on a boat and you're drinking in the middle of the day. Well, I think if you're just on a boat and like you've cracked a beer, you're just on a boat with a beer. Mm-hmm. But if this is a dedicated cruise for a company party where beer is be- where alcohol is being served, alcohol is being served and it's it's free. The then booze is flowing that's freely. That's a booze cruise. That counts as a booze cruise. <laughs> well, so sure. this is like, it's a fancy one, though, because since Greg works for the Portland Art Museum sometimes. <gasps> Did he ask to dress up? I don't, he wasn't dressed up. I don't oh. know if he was supposed to. <laughs> because I took him there this morning. Oh, you know, even though this is a company thing, Uh-oh. like no clients, he might be, oh, is he all scruffy? He wears jeans. He wears jeans. Oh, yeah. that's going to be awkward. And a beanie. Ooh. But he does, yeah. So people are going to be there in slacks and like button-up shirts. <laughs> yeah, because it's the whole company. It's all. Oh. I mean, and that's not working Decision for a museum. Makers. Yeah, it's fancy. Well, he's just going to look like the help. <laughs> They're going to be like, why did we hire this guy? I kid you not. He already wrote me today and was telling me uh, that they have lots of really delicious samples. He was calling them samples still. Not, not, not hors d'oeuvres. Not hors d'oeuvres, not, not anything. Not finger, whatever that, you know. Because he said that the samples were really good. I was like, oh, are you, and you know, like, do they have you, drinks and stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, well, they have drinks and samples. I'm like, they're not samples. Don't tell Don't anybody that you're thinking they're like, unless, samples. Unless you're at Costco and, like, they're trying to sell you, sell you like, a 36-pack of honey-roasted corn dogs or yeah. whatever. Like, they're not samples. <laughs> they're just hors d'oeuvres. Or perhaps they are just... Catered food. Can I tell you how much Greg reminds I, I watched a few episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia this weekend. Greg reminds me so much of Charlie Day. Yeah, no, he is. Like, especially when, uh, I don't know if you've seen that episode where he's uh, trying to, he's going on a blind date with this girl, but he has like hornet stings all over his face <laughs> and he's like super sweaty and he's yeah. talk, trying to like order a milk steak. That's how I feel Greg is acting right now on his cruise. Like, everybody's probably like, you know, drinking like classy martinis. Meanwhile, Greg's probably, you know, having a few PBR, some whiskey. Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess, is it an open bar? Yeah. <sighs> Hopefully he's smart enough to, like, A, don't go too high. Yeah. Because he showed up in jeans and a t-shirt and his beanie. You know, so hopefully he's not going for, like, top-shelf cocktails. But he also can't be, like, he can't be doing, like, the PBR or the, like, you know. So he has like, to, like, pretend? He's got to go mid-range. But, I mean, he can't, I mean, if he already Like, if he's going to get up- a beer, he has to be like, yeah, I'll take a... I'm, let's see. This is the Portland Spirit that he's on. Yeah, it's the Portland Spirit. All right, he should be able to say, "Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a Widmer then, please." Like, oh. he, can't, he can't order like a Rainier or a PBR because then 
He's his drink will only reinforce how trashy he probably looks. Oh yeah, compared to the other people there. So maybe he wants. He to... can also order cock. He can order like a gin and tonic, or a, or a martini. But like mm-hmm. when they say, "Well, what kind would you like?" Like, don't say well. Like, don't say like, oh, "I'll take the well." So say he orders a gin and tonic or whatever. Okay. okay? And like, well, this is what, Aaron's lessons in classics. That's right. Well, what would what would Mister Sir what what kind of gin would you like? Because it's probably Portland's a lot of local stuff, so it's probably like Hendrix or whatever. So mm. say if there's like an aviation gin, that's what he should say. That's like, a I'll, fancy I'll one. have it, but not too fancy, and it's local. See, it's not too fancy. Okay. If he just says well, and they pour him like some Monarch gin, it's oh, then people will know. Yeah, the Malala because that's what he has to do. He has to, since uh, he's already you know missed out with the outfits and so yeah, he already looks that he's bad. a slob. Yeah, he's already standing out that. So way. what he has to do is try to look like a like um like he's hiding something behind the slob. Right. Like he has to have the classy drink because if he has the classy drink, there's like, oh, this is just like his thing that he does. It's yeah, well, no, he's, he's, he's dressing casual. Like, he's dressing like an everyman. He's an everyman. Right, but when it comes to his drink, he also, like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, like, look like he's trying to, like, be above his station. Someone who doesn't know would just say, yeah, I'll take a gin and tonic, please, with, mm-hmm. like, two limes. But they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So he's going to walk around with, like, shitty gin, but if he says, yeah, I'll take a gin and tonic, uh, oh, Aviation, please. Oh, aviation. So that's, then, my, that's my so, spirit of choice. Yeah, for, for local things. I enjoy supporting <laughs> our local distillers. So that way he's dressing like the common man, which is what he is, mm. maybe even a little lower. Yeah. But like the drink is suggesting that perhaps Mr. Nibbler knows more. Oh, Mr. N- and does he have to request that people call him Mr. Nibbler? No. I think, I mean, if someone says that, he's like, please, Greg. Greg. Rick in the chat says, <laughs> Greg's probably going to go up to the bar and go, excuse me, sir, I'd like a cowboy spritzer. <laughs> but, uh, pardon me, uh, what is on your samples list? <laughs> I would like a cowboy spritzer and some samples. Will you bring them over, my lady? <laughs> Monsieur, I will hold my mouth open. I request two people to shake me. <laughs> well, I did, so I was telling you, I did have to take him to the, I did take him to the boat because I'm like, Greg, working with Greg every day, love the guy. He is the most stressed out person in the entire world. He is, yeah, he's he's pretty damn skittery. He is so skittery and so stressed. And I was and he was telling me, I was talking to him yesterday. He's like, yeah, I don't really think I'm going to go to the company party. I don't know. I just don't know anybody that's going to be there. Uh, it's you know, like, I'm well, that's how you get show. to know people. That's exactly it. I'm like, you know, and that's why I told him because he's like, and then I don't have a truck, so I can't get downtown, and they're going to be drinks. And I'm like, stop all the excuses. I'm going to come pick you up. Right. I'll drop you at the goddamn boat. And then that way you have no excuses. And he was like, he was genuinely nervous. Was he was today. he jumpy in the car? He was totally jumpy because he kept going like, oh well, if you can't make it on time, it's cool. I just don't have to go. I don't have to. Like he was trying to I'll almost. Just, I'll just do the show. Yeah, it was like he was making excuses on the first day of school, like he didn't mm, want to go, right? Because he was super nervous. And I'm like, okay, so I. It's finally... like from going from like grade school to junior high. Yes, it's that transition. That was it. And so when we were driving downtown, there are all these. You know, you can only go one way or the other. And this flock of people walk in front of us, and it's all these women like. These really like you know high heeled women and these guys in suits and right. stuff, and they're all dressed up in like holiday decor. And he's just like, oh, oh god, I think that's some of the people I work with. At See, the museum. yeah, and they're made... all dressed up. Yeah, and he's like, oh god, I don't. He's like, no, no, no. Let's just let's just go to the studio. You don't need to drop me off. I'm like, Greg, this is what we do for a living. We both we chose to be in this profession where we talk <laughs> about our lives. I'm like, this is what you need to do. Like, mm-hmm. You need to go and experience this because either it's going to be the most awkward thing that you've ever done, and nobody talks to you, right. And you can talk about that, or you have a I mean, really great time with your snacks and your free drinks. They didn't send him out any kind of like email of like this is the dress attire. No. Oh, because <laughs> I went with Jen to her her Nike party. Oh, are those and, pretty fancy? Um, it's no, not fancy, fancy, but in the but email, nice. in the email, they said like you know, dress is you know, festive. What is it called? Holiday, fe- casual, festive, or basically not jeans and a t shirt. Mm-hmm. It was at a 
rather hoity-toity place in the Pearl. Ooh. As they all are. Aren't they all hoity-toity As they all are, yeah. So it was definitely, it was like, basically like nice jeans were okay, but then you know, like a festive button-up shirt and a sweater. Like that was kind of it. Perhaps a Christmas tree pin? Yeah, that would be allowed. Can you, there were, there can you were get people some flair on there? No, there were people that did show up like in ugly sweaters, and that was acceptable as well. All right. But they sent, but like I said, they sent in the email, like, because a lot of people don't know how to dress. I'm confused, Aaron. Does yeah. it have to be like a kooky, ugly sweater? Or can people actually wear Christmas sweaters? That do they only, can they only be worn ironically? I, I, I believe you can have a pretty Christmas sweater that is not worn ironically. Hmm. I think you can have both. Okay. Like my I like that ambition. Like my Guardians of the Galaxy sweater, which I kind of okay. love. Come on, that is the coolest sweater yeah, I do that's love ever it. it's existed. Amazing. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. And I wear that without a shred of irony. I'm like, yes. Let's say, is- side, okay, so backstory. So, of course, um, you know, Aaron and I, like, we've been friends for years and years and years. And uh, he came to visit me yesterday at the Landmark. So she long ago learned there's not a shred of irony in me anyway. <laughs> I'm sincere and damn near everything I do, oh, for no, good or amazing. bad. <laughs> no, so I was working at the Landmark Saloon, and so um, Aaron and a few of our friends came by, and Aaron and our friend Denise, were both, they both showed up wearing matching Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas sweaters. <laughs> it was the most glorious thing I think I have ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. Oh, God. It's pretty nerdy as hell. It is not, it, it's awesome as hell, dude. I wanted to, I was telling Denise yesterday, I'm like, if I didn't like you, I'd totally beat you up and take your sweater. <laughs> if I could beat somebody the, up. The sweater but, is magical. It is. Yeah. And you two walking in together wearing the matching sweaters was the most magical thing of all. <laughs> so it bad. was the nerdiest, like walking yeah. in like, hey, no embarrassment, just pride. Uh, you should have seen, because uh, last night, we'll get to it later, we went to a show later last night. And the DJ played um, played the, the 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 Jackson Five song that ends <gasps> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And I I wasn't even trying. I started doing the Groot tree dance. The baby Groot. And when someone looked at me, I froze. <laughs> and they looked away. I went back to doing the dance like a big dork. <laughs> oh my god! Spoilers: Groot doesn't die. Oh, that's too late now. Oh, Aaron. What? Groot totally dies. Kinda. Okay, stop. That's twice now that Vin Diesel has made me cry. In the movie theater. When's the first time Vin Diesel made you cry? The Iron Giant. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, Superman. Oh, yeah. okay. God damn it. I, yeah, okay. We can't talk don't about do it. it. Don't do it. You I know? am not a gun. Yeah, come on. Stop it. Yeah, see? I think Aaron's making himself tear up a I little am. bit. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. So you were talking about, so I saw you yesterday. Yeah. What were we talking We were talking about the booze cruise, Greg's horrible attire. Well, I thought maybe if he gets lucky, I mean, not lucky for one person, but lucky for Greg, maybe there's a murder on the ship <laughs> and he can go into like detective country mode, country PA on the water. But see, okay, the thing is, is I don't think a lot of people who he works with there, you know, because he works there so infrequently, but he was invited to the party, yeah. know what he does. Like I'm, now he's going to have to have those like awkward conversations, like trying to explain what, you know, what it is that we do. Uh, well, well, I was going to say that's probably a savvy crowd, but I don't know. Well, they might know. No, I mean, no, they know, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm just, Greg's probably having a lot of awkward conversations right now trying to explain what exactly oh, our show is about. Over-explaining what he does. No, over-explaining in his, like, jeans right. that have, by the way, his jeans had a hole in them. Oh, where? Like, right on the, like, leg. I don't know, like, So not like knee. an artistic tear? Not an artistic tear. Like, that if he were a felt <laughs> male runway model, he could get away with? Yes, yeah, so it was None not a runway. It's not a runway model hole. It was a. It was a. Hi, I'm clumsy and snagged this on a hook somewhere. Right. Where's the Where's the hole? <laughs> I know. Right above his knee. Uh-oh. I saw it when he was sitting in the car. I was like, Oh god. Is it a but front I didn't want him to back? be stressed out anymore. But I'm like, What the fuck is he wearing? Oh god. 
That's so, all I get. The, I was does like, he know? What is he wearing? Does he know what he's wearing? Like it's did his mirror break? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's still like he is on the Portland Spirit. That's that is generally accepted. If you're going on any kind of, I mean, if you're just like fucking touring it, yeah, you walk on in jeans, but. It's kind of known that if you're doing like a dinner cruise or any kind of food or cocktail cruise in the Portland Spirit, it's like mm, it's slacks you know, or I mean, really nice jeans, maybe that don't have tears or wrinkles mm-hmm. like, you know, they have those, especially in Portland. You can get away with that. Yeah. But we're talking like top shelf jeans here. We're talking like like Calvin Klein jeans, not him jumping into the gap and spending twelve dollars and or no no what is it what's the Fred Meyer brand Great Northwestern I think it's Northwestern Northwestern yeah, yeah none of that but generally it's like you know maybe a, a decent shoe a de- I, he might have been wearing slacks. decent shoes I don't know I didn't look at his shoes and a, a, a button up shirt I could even say he could if he looked if he was he could pull off the I don't give a crap Northwest look if it was all clean so he could get away with like. A stain-free, like, boot, like a Doc Martin or a Sorrel, yeah, I don't think he had Doc something Martin. like that. He might have been wearing – he was wearing a jacket, but it was close. I bet he was wearing, like, a button-up shirt maybe. See, he could get away with that even untucked if he was doing the, hi, I'm, I'm rustic. He could get away with rustic. But I don't think he did. I think he just probably looked sloppy. Asking, was he wearing a T-shirt with a witty joke on it? That's always great for this type of occasion. He... Maybe he's wearing his Obama can't take these guns shirt. That'd be good. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. His muscles. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to know. We'll have. A, we'll... He should have just snuck like a Sharky Live shirt onto him when he wasn't oh, looking. I know. Oh well. I mean, well, speaking of okay, so not awesome shirts. To your awesome shirt. Yeah. But... I don't know. Were you going to talk about something with your shirt and last night and going to the thing, or was it just the baby Groot thing? To my shirt last night. Yeah, because you were talking about how you wore your shirt out, and then you did your baby Groot dance. I thought well, no, because – well, oh, the thing I was at. So last night, uh, Dan Clark uh, produced this pirate concert or a pirate band at the – I think it's called the Analog Cafe. Oh, the yeah. Analog Bar or whatever. That's just down the street. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it used to be the Viper Room, the, the ill-conceived Viper Room. Oh, I remember Viper the room. Viper Room. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, we went out – he invited me out to the show, and I wasn't sure I wanted to go because I was really tired yesterday. I was exhausted. He's like, mate, please, can you can you please come to the show? Like, this was a last minute thing that I'm producing. I've had like two days to promote it, mm-hmm. so like, please come out. It'll be a lot of fun. Like, this pirate band is really good. So I show up. Uh, I ended up getting a ride with Denise. We end up going down there, and like, the show was really good. Awesome, really well attended. But I wasn't expecting this opening act. This opening act, I've never heard of this before. It was eight bit, eight eight bit like eight, eight bit thrash core. Something. I am so, so confused by all those okay. things mushed together. So yeah, so it's so it's. I'm familiar with like the eight bit style music. Someone takes like Nintendo, like original Nintendo or Sega. Is that Genesis, like Super Mario? Sega. Like yeah, yeah. So that eight bit sound, like you know, usually not that familiar with theme, but like Mega Man or Kid Icarus or like yeah, the eight bit themes that you kind of know if you grew up a certain time thing. I've heard of that happening. Like you, you remix it. And I heard a lot of nerdcore stuff. Like, a lot of times I've heard it worked in, like, hip-hop stuff. Like, Adam Warrock does a lot of that. Or even bands like the Broadsides or the Double Clicks. They'll work it in, but more of kind of a lighthearted, yeah. folksy stuff. Or, like, Jonathan Colton stuff. This was 8-bit thrash metal. <laughs> that sounds incredible. So this dude comes up, not even, like, thrash metal, like, Norwegian-style, like, death metal. This dude comes walking on stage. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is, like, this 8-bit <laughs> core thrash? I'm like, I'm like, oh, man. Seriously, like my people, you have jumped the shark. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, enough. Just we're Are you done. Just like my my nerds, no. Yeah, I'm like, come on, guys, just oh. stop. This is too much. And he comes on stage with like a trashy like black T-shirt, 
with like some video game logo on it. Long ass. You all know what I'm talking about, like Corvette, dirt bag, long blonde hair, sure. dirty blonde hair, like down to the almost. To he the sounds like Andrew back. WK in reverse, but like a blonde Andrew, yeah, like a dirty know, blonde, like blonde with black shirt. Yeah, Andrew's yeah, he's like, like brown hair. Yeah, with he's white like shirt. yeah, he's like five foot eight, maybe, um, probably weighs eighty pounds, but then he has like on the white face paint. And then like the like the inverted black down his eyes. Oh no! So he totally didn't. like yeah, like that whole like the Norwegian metal band guys, and he just comes up, and all of a sudden I start to hear this, boom, 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 like you start hearing the eight bit shit. I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> and then he just fucking grabs the mic and does like the, oh, and just starts that fucking screaming throat singing that like metal dudes do. Oh yeah. And for like the first thirty seconds, I'm like, I don't understand. Holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. It was ever. the best thing ever. Like, I look over at Dan, who's in his full, like, red goat garb, and we both have that look of, like, holy fuck. I love the- it when I'm pleasantly surprised by yeah. something. Like, I thought it was going to be modernly entertaining. This was amazing. And he only played for maybe, <laughs> he did, like, eight songs, maybe 20 minutes. Because <laughs> they're, they're short, and they take all his energy. And what's so hilarious is all of his music, because dork all his music is coming off because he sings but he programs all his 8-bit like everything is 8-bit his guitar his riffs everything is all through an 8-bit processor he plays everything off a modified game boy of course so he every between every song he has to walk up and he has to hit a or b to select the next track a to play it and then he runs back to the mic and then he starts up again Oh my god! It was amazing. Oh, that sounds like a worthy sacrifice of a Sunday night. To it go was out and so see that shit. much fun, and I was so glad because I'm old that I put in earplugs. But um, all right, I- here, wait, hang on. Gotta do snap. Our fucking internet went out. Yay, Comcast! All right, oh, of course. Now when I snapped, it's now it said it's back. <laughs> now they're like, "Ow, oh, why'd you snap in our ear?" <laughs> People are giving me such uh, advice, such as, "Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again?" Well, thank you, <laughs> IT department. <laughs> Uh, if you were truly IT, you would have called that power cycling, <laughs> douchebags. <laughs> All right, can anyone hear us? If you can hear us, type the word balls. I want to see you type balls I in the chat see if you can hear. Sarah wants to see your balls. Mm-hmm. I want to see your weird balls. Put balls in the checks box for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I don't want to see balls. Don't too post late. pictures no, of too balls. Late. No, people are at work. Don't post <laughs> pictures of balls. I'm waiting for Northern Texas to put a picture of a ball I just up. love, God bless Vicky. Vicky just wrote balls. <laughs> All right, we've got a lot of balls in there. All right. Yay! All right, let's, uh, all right, so I'm snapping again so that Greg knows when to take this out. Why? Right. Just leave it in. Why is he always so paranoid? This is what makes it live and amazing. Well, now I don't want everyone to know that I was telling everyone to type balls. Why? He would. He Why? why? Because he tells people to type boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, fine, whatever. Boobs. Boobs. But the show was, was and the pirate band was really good, too. It's a lot of fun. The oh, thing I love about cool. the thing I love about like pirate metal bands is they have the traditional guitars and stuff, but they also have like an accordion or a, a jaunty accordion. Yeah, or a hurdy gurdy, <laughs> which is an instrument that's not used enough. What's a hurdy gurdy? A hurdy gurdy is kind of like it sounds a little bit like a violin, but you crank it. It's like a, you crank it and you you hit. What kind of old timey crazy contraption it's is that? It's like some old timey European thingy. Like, I've never even seen. There something, aren't many people that, heard something like the that. band. There's this. Uh, I think they're uh, they are a Russian pagan folk metal band called Alluviet. Of course. They are. Yeah, no, I've seen them live. They're amazing. What are they called? Ubliet? Alluviet. No, oh god, no. I was like Ubliet. I bet you there's a band. There probably is a band called Ubliet. You know there has yeah. to be. Yeah. No, Ubliet. <laughs> or god damn it, Alluviet. Alluviet. <laughs> Uh, they have a violin player who I'm in love with because I'm in love with all violin players. But I did not know I'm that about you. I'm extra in love you. with her. Oh, I'm a sucker. I used to play the violin. 
I've been practicing again too. I'm trying to pick it back up. But a hurdy gurdy is like in this box with no, like switches like the on name it. Hurdy gurdy. It's called a hurdy gurdy. It looks kind of like like the buttons on an accordion that you kind of you know to activate yeah, the, the little because like, she's got they got active strings but you don't buttons. but you don't draw a bow across it. You cr- you you turn a crank <laughs> and this crank is what moves the things. They're, oh, they're, awesome! Somebody posted a picture of the hurdy gurdy. They're kind of there. amazing, huh? That looks really cool. Yeah. That's why I love a lot of these bands. There's another band that they're a they're a Viking pagan metal band with some folk because they all got to be that called um, uh, Tyr T Y R mm-hmm. and they'll do a regular set and like in their regular clothing like in their jeans and band shirts with like regular instruments. Then they'll take a break and for their second set when they come out they come out as full on fucking Vikings <laughs> and they all look and sound like when they talk like Hello, Tyr, welcome to the show. But their drummer. He'll put his symbols away. Okay. And he will only, anything time there's a symbol crash, he only attaches daggers and broadswords and he smashes those to do it. <laughs> They're amazing shows, wow. Sarah. Next time we come to town. I need to. How, I have, how I'll do I not you, have this in my life? Usually Dan and I go, just look for stuff called like Heathen Fest, Pagan Tour. Like that's what they're all called. And they all kind of band together and... Uh, in February of next year, a band called Alestorm, which is this righteous pirate metal band, they're playing uh, in Portland in February. All right, well then we're all they have a go song called Ale. Wenches and Mead, and that's all the song's about is drinking, fighting, and eating. <laughs> that sounds incredible. And we will go. All right, we're gonna go. All yeah, right, it's, have you it's ever, kind of amazing. Have you ever thought about being in a pirate band? Can you play any instruments? I can play the violin a little bit, and I'm learning more. No, oh. I'm practicing again. Well, you start violining away, and then you can be in your own. Dan and I have talked about forming a band, actually. I would, (laughs) and we want to. We want to. We would. We've already thought of our shtick is that all of our songs would be named after um, Magic the Gathering cards, (laughs) and all of our songs would be about like epic Magic the Gathering battles between all of the different. And our band would probably just be called the Gathering. (laughs) What would you like? Summertime concert would be like the Gathering of the Gathering. Uh, it would no. It'd be it would so be, meta. No, it would be. Um, God damn it. Uh, it would <laughs> no. It would be the gathering of the planeswalkers because when you play Magic the Gathering, you take on the role of a planeswalker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you invited me on. <laughs> no, thank you. I know Aaron didn't even know until like I don't know an hour before the show today. Yeah. But I'm like, because I already knew he I'm was. I'm gonna go run my errands, and she sends me a text. Hey, friend. <laughs> Hi, friend. Like, yeah, you're still coming on the show today, but you're hosting it with me. <laughs> so, want to find some stuff about sports? Which <laughs> right. Aaron brought his own Darn unique, right. his unique perspective to yep. it. Sports. Well, I got some uh, I got some stories for you. Yeah? Yeah, my world of crazy. You want to hear them? Of course. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Now, I found some of these stories because I like to cater to the guests. So, this first one, I thought of you. Just, it'll be clear in like two seconds. All right. A Japanese woman who's known as the boob goddess. Yep, I'm in. Hopes to rake in cash. She hopes to rake in cash with a modified boob rake that she is now claiming can firm a woman's breasts and even enlarge them. Boob rake? It's a boob rake that this woman, yeah, boob, B-O-O-B, space, R-A-K-E. In case it sounds like I'm saying boob rake or something. Does that mean I just get to like walk up? So does that mean I can walk up to women with rakes and say, show me your boobs, I'm going to make them bigger? I think that might be up to the woman, if you if she wants you to rake her boobs. But this is since the boob goddess has created this. I'll get an that official one. That is a one. possibility. I will get an officially licensed boob goddess boob rake <laughs> if I can then walk up to ladies 
Like, I don't want to be insulting, but, like, you know, madam, please. I mean, I'm sure your boyfriend or girlfriend, like, likes them, but if I raked them... <laughs> be careful. He, that, was rake, that was rake too, with the K. Rake, which sounds real too close to the other horrible yes. thing. He's saying rake. Perhaps they should... Well, maybe they should call it, like... The, the, the comb or something. Or the groom stick. <laughs> groom. Can, can I rub my, your breasts with my groom stick? Can I, can I landscape your tatas? Well, if you don't want to call it the boob rake, it's called, um, let's see, uh, opai to sow. Oh. That's what they um, call it, which roughly translates into English as boob exercise massage. So the boob goddess created Hell, this. Hell, I don't need a rake for that. I can just walk up and help them with that. <laughs> the boob <laughs> goddess created this. Um, it, so it's the boob rake, which is basically a pink rake. So it's the color pink for stroking and brushing one's mm. or someone else's breastuses. Oh. Uh, so the rake product sells for between uh, 41 and 54 American dollars. Holy. Yeah. She's making some what serious does it look bank. Like? It looks like... It looks like one of those back scratchers that's that's looked to shape like a hand. Okay. It look it, that's exactly what it looks like, and that's it with like longer fingers. So if it, would you let yourself be boob? No, raked? I'm not gonna let somebody rake my boobs. That also sounds really uncomfortable. It kind of does. I mean, like mushing them around like that with like a little plastic rake. That does not sound. Yeah, like I mean, getting them mushed around can be fun, me. but not with like a piece of hard plastic. <laughs> Well, let me tell you um, the reasoning behind the the rake. So the boob goddess steadfastly believes that yes. this, this is a very efficient product. And uh, she says that um, the boob rake helps to, let's see, tighten the ligaments that are holding up the breasts. And those need to move around. That's not true. Ligaments not aren't going to tighten. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, fats in the air, uh, same area settle around the chest muscles and cause the breasts to sag. So uh, this is what the boob goddess is saying. However, um, doctors who have looked at this said there are ligaments and breast tissue that stretch over time. But once they stretch, they never snap back. Ligaments aren't like muscles. There's no contractible property. It's true. So, uh, but she's still selling these. And they're selling. Uh, people will buy them, I guess. I mean, it's like, the, it's like the dudes that buy the penis pumps. Like, you can't just stick it in a vacuum and make it bigger. <laughs> Like, that's not how, like, your wang works. It's like you can't scratch your boobs with a plastic thing and then have them irritated and swell. Like, that's not making your boobs bigger. That's irritating your boobs. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> that's called a swell. Yeah, that's swelling. Um, well, the boob goddess says that the muscles, when exercised, will enlarge and tighten and add shape to the upper body. Well, None of this is true. You can kind of exercise your pecs and I guess you kind of push them out more. But your boobs aren't getting bigger. It's just that your chest muscles are getting bigger. Well, it is. But that, but it's irritating the chest muscles. Uh, well, I don't think this woman, this so-called goddess, knows how science works. I'm gonna go out on the limb. Oh, well, t- uh, let's see. So the boob goddess's real name is T- Takiko Shindo, but she prefers to be called the boob goddess. Sure. And she is, uh, regardless of the scientific evidence to not support it, is uh, making some money off of this. Yeah, hey, good for her. There you go. Yeah, sell little creepy plastic boob breaks. Yeah. And- Boob breaks. Boob break. That just sounds funny. I'm going to go on a boob break, guys. <laughs> okay, I got 30 minutes for a boob break, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're good? You want to join me? Mama's only got two hands and one rake. Aaron, we need to create something that we can, like, this woman's making, the boob goddess is making money off of making a plastic rake that women, like, mash against their I breasts. I don't know. What do women always want to fix on themselves but don't have a lot of money to go to, like, doctors? I, would, I want to fix my waddle. 
Okay. So like when, like, what can I do to do that? Could I do some like because they have those like face exercises? But I think machines. like pinching it would hurt. It would bring it. You don't My have friend a yesterday was telling me that if you if you actually do the tapping thing underneath your chin. Again, what, I think you're just aggravating it, and your muscles are pulling that's tight. Selma, that's what uh, it was. My friend Jesse, and he was saying that Selma Hayek talks about how that's how she keeps her face muscles taught. <gasps> okay, so by, okay, so you know that that hand thing that looks like you're masturbating that that weight. Oh, thing? like the shake weight? Yeah, the shake. Yeah. Wow, you do that really well. <laughs> shake weight. Yeah. There was <laughs> there was one at Goodwill, and I almost wanted to buy it because it looks like it does really good things for your arms. It might, but it's also awkward. It is awkward. So what if we take that concept? We make like a mini version of it. Okay. And we call it the the waddle whacker. The waddle whacker. What do you, you do? Put, you put it, it on your chin and it goes, duh, 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 and it does the work. It, it does the tapping. Is it, is it elect? Like, does it have batteries? Yeah, it has to be battery powered. Or is it like a thing where you can like <gasps> even better? No, or we, we could can. do like the squeeze up and down, like get um, one of those things, but like like a thigh master for your like neck. Like a thigh master for your between for your neck. Yes. Yeah. Neck master. Neck master. <laughs> waddle be gone. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we could do that. That's easy. Yeah, we have to come up with a clever. We got to be though. careful though, because if you got any kind of spring thing near your jaw, there's a good chance of it slipping and just like going right in. Oh, ew! Well, okay. That's it means if we're gonna to des- think about if we're that. gonna design this thing. Well, why don't we get one? Because since clearly it doesn't need to be like that technologically advanced. Because or this work. woman, no, this woman just made a plastic stick with fingers on it, and it's a boob break selling for fifty dollars. We can get something to hit it. Like we can make a plastic like. <clears throat> I don't know, like neck paddle, the the waddle paddle, yeah, or something, sure. and then just have people buy that specific. So you get thing. like that those little motorized fish that you put for little kids that go underwater. Mm-hmm. We take that motor, take the mechanism, take the mechanism, put it into something pretty and pink that is comfortable to hold. It's ergonomic. Sure, contours right to the face, and then forty nine ninety five profit. That seems like a steal. Yeah, to go that's like good. A boob break is fifty four dollars. I mean, women, what do men notice first when they look at you? Your boobs are covered. You know, it's not your waddle. Sure would be nice to not see that anymore. It sure would be. Man, I've been trying. Like, I know that I'm not like morbidly obese or anything, but oh, I have God. this. Like, I know, but no, but I'm saying like I have this thing with my chin where it's just it's always there, and I've tried shading to try and hide it. <laughs> Giving yourself like three hundred, and then it just looks like, like I'm growing abs. like an orange underbeard because <laughs> Ew, I've, I've orange sh- underbeard is horrible. <laughs> I've shaded it poorly. Orange works. underbeard sounds like a dwarf porn name. <laughs> orange underbeard here. I'm gonna delve deep into your minds. <laughs> Give you the hairy Balrog. Well, Aaron's making me laugh. I'm leaning back and hitting my wall. Does it feel better? Is it going away? It kind of hurts. Well, I don't know if it's supposed to hurt. I, I bet you the boob break doesn't hurt. No, I mean, I feel like it's working. I don't think I've ever... It's gone. <laughs> I've never... Oh, so you noticed it. Now. You've been pointing it out to me. God damn it. All right, next up. <laughs> <coughs> to technology we go. Mm. There's something new in the news that has been announced. Uh, thank you to everyone who sent this to me because, of course... Um, has to do with potato chips. Everyone thought of Greg and his shame chips his, mm. that he shoves into his chip hole. Yeah. I wonder how many chips he's shoving into his chip hole right now. <sighs> if they have them. But, but he has, I wonder if they're all discovering his hatred of condiments. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on if he's being served or if... So, you like, know, well, they have little sandwiches. I bet you they have, like... Like finger foods? They have, like, mayonnaise on them. He's probably like... Ugh. Oh, and he's, like, the weird guy scraping them off because I've seen him do that. It's embarrassing. Oh, he's a scraper? He's a scraper. 
What is, is he? Grayson. Is he five? He's he is a little finicky, picky. Does he cut the, kid does eater. he cut the crust off his bread too? I don't know. I've never seen that. When he wants a sandwich, does he ask you to cut it into triangles so it's easier for his little hands to hold? <laughs> he needs them to hold in his hands. Sarah, will you cut my sandwiches diagonally? <laughs> well, let me tell you, Greg might have some trouble in the future buying potato chips because Greg or Greg because whatever. Aaron, yeah, Greg has a chip problem, and in the future. The snack machines may, in fact, have to give you approval in order to get the snacks that you so desire, oh, due to know, facial recognition software. Just the facial, machine, or like the weight. snack machine will um will my family, recognize you. My family judges me enough. I don't need the machines to judge me. No, I know machines. They're my last refuse of non-judgmental. They should eating. not be judging. They should not be judging. So this is called the Lucy uh, the Lucy X2 Touch TV vending machine. Lucy. Lucy has a, a facial recognition technology, meaning it can identify its customers and remember their snacking profiles. <laughs> and that means, for instance, that it could offer you favorite chips or perhaps also make the choice to deny you an unhealthy snack based on your age or medical records. Now, a gym could set up a machine to refuse fattening foods to people on diets while a, kid, while a school could ensure that kids don't get cigarettes you know, outside of, out of a vending machine. Okay, I mean... But those are like very random circumstances. And those are very specific. I guess like a cigarette. I mean, most cigarette machines are in bars these days anyway, yeah. right? Yeah, they're all I in I mean, bars. maybe in different countries that you can, you know, walk up on Nambly Pambly and buy what you want. Nambly Pambly. But yeah, cigarette machines are only in bars now. And why would a gym sell like Snickers? I know. I don't think that they and would. I, yeah, I don't. Mm, well, this is what I don't trust saying. it. So people, yeah. So people are thinking that it has the potential to go horribly awry. Like, for example, someone brought up the example, um, the instance. What if you're 30 and the machine thinks you're 40 and decides to deny you food accordingly? <laughs> well, no. The producers of the Lucy X2 say, "Oh, it's not a Big Brother situation. No. It's not as if it's going to spy on you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. It's just going to dictate what you eat and how you live." Listen, fatty. How about you have these, uh, these here, like. Slow roasted almonds. <laughs> I know you pick Cool Ranch Doritos, but guess what? You know that's the Porker. next stage. It's going to be like belittling, like a belittling robot where it's like, you didn't need them anyway, fatty. My grandma used to have that light activated thing in the fridge that was a pig. It's like when you open it, it would go. I've heard of those. I've she never... had that. My grandmother oh. had that. Mainly for herself. Mind you, my grandma is like five foot three and weighs like 78 pounds. <laughs> She's this tiny little brown woman. Oh, Mio, I've gotten so fat. <laughs> Grandma, you're 82 years old. What do you care? <laughs> grandma I, wants to look good. Yeah, this is the same grandma. Mio, when I go to Taco Bell, I just I just suck out the juices and I spit the rest out. Because it doesn't count. My grandma, that means you're just eating the fat. <laughs> like what little Your nutrition. sucks the top. She okay, does. wait. She does. She will buy a taco. Like she'll buy like she'll. I mean, I could just get a little taco. And she'll buy one. Or she'll only eat half. That way, she's not eating the whole taco. But she'll she'll have a she'll get an extra napkin, a couple of napkins. And when she gets home, she'll unwrap it really dainty. Seriously, my grandma's tiny. Also, it's hilarious. It's kind of sweet. And, and then she just kind of spits it out. Oh my! She's like, because I just want the flavor. Me, I'm like, yeah. And the fat. You're just drawing in the fat. Oh my! Like God. what little value that Taco Bell taco has, you're removing. 
I'm not saying your grandmother has an eating disorder, but that's one of the definitions of people who have, like, when they want to eat steak, but they don't, they'll eat it, like, chew on it, like, six or seven times, and then spit it out. She doesn't do it. She actually eats just fine, but, like, she likes, like, she likes two crappy things in this world. She likes Taco Bell tacos. Because they're delicious. And she doesn't do any more because they're no longer uh, cheap, but, kids, there was a time where McDonald's had this deal where they had 29 cent hamburgers. My dad used to love that. Deal. My grandma would do the maximum. They used to only let you order up to twenty. So she would order. She wouldn't tell my grandpa. She would go to the direction. Mio, don't tell your grandpa. Don't tell him. I'll give you some if you don't tell. I won't tell him, grandma. It's fine. Okay. And she pulled up to the McDonald's drive and she says, "I will take twenty cheeseburger, twenty burgers. They're still twenty nine cents each, right?" Uh, yes, ma'am. I'll take twenty. <laughs> and then she would eat one on the way home and give me one. Like, don't tell your grandpa. Let's eat one on the way home. And then she would put the rest in the freezer, like, behind the healthy, like, <laughs> like salmon and chicken breast. I love your grandma. And then, like, once a day when he'd play golf, she'd take one out. She's like, yeah, I just I microwave it for 90 seconds, and it's just so good. Oh, that's adorable. I know. Oh. That's my little brown grandma. <laughs> well, and finally, I do have one more story. This is a, a huge study that has just come out. It's just been released uh, out of London, England. <clears throat> London. Mario old England. Aaron, it's true. Science has finally proven what many uh, yeah. Science has finally proven what many women have long speculated to be true. It has been proven that men mm. are the more idiotic sex. Okay, it's true. <laughs> A study published uh, by something called the BMJ, which sounds very legit to it me. It does. Anything that's just an initial has got to be intelligent. Especially if it's the special Christmas issue of the BMJ. Yeah. Uh, evaluated which gender is more likely to take part probably. in idiotic behavior based on 20 years of the results of the oh. Darwin Awards. <laughs> that probably also means British Medical Journal. That's totally what it means. I was just Not bad it. for the idiotic of the two genders in I here. I just was seeing... It was a test. Right. It was a test to see if sure. you knew what it was. Yeah. Just didn't want you to feel too stupid. That's fine. The annual Darwin Awards are awarded each year to individuals who die while taking part in astoundingly risky and idiotic behavior. Now, of course, the name of the award is based on the scientist Charles Darwin, known for the position of the notion of survival of the fittest. The study found that between 1995 and 2014, 282 <laughs> of the people were men, while only 36 were women. You know, we're only doing it to impress women most of the time. Oh, did I say 232? I meant 282. 282 were men between 1995 and 2014, while 36 were women. So uh, that percentage-wise has men accounting for 88.7% of the Darwin Award nominees. (laughs) How many of those are in Florida? It doesn't say. It doesn't really break it down like that. I think it's just just basically the man-woman thing. I'm willing to bet a solid 50% of Darwin Awards come from America, though. <laughs> I mean, we're good at doing dumb oh, things. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, so the study says this finding is entirely consistent with the male idiot theory. I don't I don't know what that is. called MIT. <laughs> and supports the hypothesis that men are idiots and idiots do stupid things. Who scorned this person? Man. Uh, it is conceivable that the sex difference is attributable to socio-behavioral differences in alcohol use. Sure. Uh, so anecdotal data supports the hypothesis that alcohol makes men feel bulletproof after a few <laughs> drinks, and it would be naive <laughs> to rule this out. So the authors of the study concluded that uh, MIT, a.k.a. male idiot theory, deserves further investigation. There's probably some truth in the fact that men are, by nature, very competitive, especially with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll never see, like, two women escalate a bet until finally one of them says, yeah, I probably could jump off a building with an umbrella and survive. <laughs> like, eventually women like... 
You're right. It probably Eventually we stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that the guy actually thinks the umbrella will slow him down. They just think they can survive it. <laughs> Like, it'll totally pull it off. So it's different points to prove. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, like I, I, not- <laughs> I grew up with the Stinks. I had one, I had many, I had a pretty gender-balanced friends, mm. you know, boys and girls. Out of all the girls, only one of them ever went through with, yeah, we should totally BMX joust. All the guys said, let's do it. <laughs> Good decisions. Right. And shocking no one, she's the one that ended up only dating women. Oh, so-, so she was kind of wired like us to begin with, oh. so... Well, just so you know, I did not know this existed, but uh, also we all know that MIT, male idiot theory, is a thing that actually exists. Or Massachusetts or Institute of Technology. Sure, that but, too. But maybe, yeah. You peaked with the British Medical Journal. Oh. You should stop trying to figure you know, out all the... You know that MIT is the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow you just call Greg. It's like, sorry, Greg, you're suffering from MIT. <laughs> yes. I will. I'll read the story again now. <laughs> all right, that my friends, you're really crazy. Now, when I talked to Aaron earlier today, you know, after he had um, so fearlessly decided to come in and host yeah. with me because uh, he didn't know it, and I had asked Aaron if he maybe wanted to prepare a little bit of uh, of ball talk today. Yeah. But you kind of wanted to do your own little spin on it, right? I got balls. All right. You got some balls? Uh-huh. All right. Let's do it. Balls to the wall. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Aaron Duran. Let's talk balls. Balls. So, uh, supple. Oh, uh, geeky balls, though. So, so supple, so geeky. So supple, so polyhedral. Polyhedral ball talk, kind of. <laughs> but first, the first story here, uh, to our friends in the Great White North. So attention, Carrie, the snow monkey. Uh, good news. Good news. Good news. Uh, Rachel Homan from Saskatchewan. Oh, I love that word. Is going to be one of the first female contestants from Saskatchewan to advance to the Canadian Curling Championships. <gasps> curling. A few weeks ago she beat out Sweden. Okay, that's good. Cuz yeah, right? I mean, it's Sweden's not America, a tough, that's but a tough matchup. As long as North America can take out, you know, the continent. It's a good day for all the Americans. I think it's a fantastic day. So, uh, she's got a match coming up. Uh, and actually, just a few days, she is facing off against, apparently, an incredibly competitive and intimidating Scottish curling team. Oh, boy. Yeah, but she beat 6-3. Uh, she took out the Scottish team. So all of Saskatchewan, all of Canada is riding on the back of this young That's a lot of pressure. Woman. Yeah, well, she can do it. Saskatchewan she's the, uh, she's the rock tosser, I think is what it's called, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one that, that does the sliding, and they're like, ah! Yeah, deliver, yeah, delivers the rock. And so then they she's yell the rock at the, the sweeper people? Yeah, the sweepers. Oh. So, Would you be a rock tosser or a sweeper person? Man, I, don't, I think I'm too big to be the tosser. I want to be the tosser. Where you slide on that one knee I think you have like to be. There. I would probably be a... Uh, well, what is it? There's a tosser and the sweepers, right? No, I think there are two sweepers. Yeah, because they're yeah, both like... Because one of them does the front, and one of them primarily does the sides. It's getting the groove. Yeah, keeping it in line. Yeah. We, you know there is a Portland Amateur Curling League, right? No, there's not. There is. I've they always wanted to curl. There is. They practice and they do their games in Lloyd Center. Seriously? Yeah. I've always wanted to curl. I've been Dan fascinated. and I have been trying to get our show to do it, but Scott and Keelan won't do it. I know for a fact Greg would do it. We should put Greg together, and I, we, I know put he together a network curling team. I would love to learn how <laughs> okay. to curl. It'd be awesome. I, every time we I go to Canada, jackets. I will watch curling for hours. I'll watch curling at a bar. Oh, me too. Dan and I have sat around his couch drinking... Fucking kokanee, and have watched curling when hockey's not on. If no football, no hockey. We'll watch curling. Oh, I love how intense it is. 
Oh yeah, they're focused. Oh, okay, yeah, that let's perfect talk about that this. perfect form slide. Look, I'm even kind of. Oh, the way that they get down on that one knee and they're sliding, but like they they release it, but their hand is still out still as if out, they're declaring yeah. their love to you know <laughs> to the ice. <laughs> exactly, they're just like I'm gonna let you go. Yeah. It's a rock tosser, by the way. Yeah, That's I was looking here. Say. Rock tosser. I want to be the rock tosser because it's kind of like. In a weird way, I think because of the name, Rock Tossa and, and Brescia. Rock Tossa! Well, it kind of sounds like it should be played at Hogwarts. <laughs> it does. Like it should belong in Harry Potter. It's the Rock Tossa. Oh. Like there's Quidditch and then there's curling. What a good thing to bring up because we'll have something to talk about with Harry Potter here in a few. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. So there's some good news in the world of sports there. Awesome. So, yeah. I uh, like that. I like. Thank you for the curling update. All right. Uh, next up in ball talk, <laughs> I have the results. Of the 2014 Las Vegas Internet Las Vegas International Open Fantasy Warhammer Tournament. <laughs> what is a fantasy Warhammer tournament? Okay, well, Warhammer Fantasy is a tabletop war game where you make the buy the miniatures and paint them, and you have giant battles between other players. And there's other ways you can win. They have the most here. Here's are there like rule like specific rules that everyone has to follow? All right. Well, this is I'll, I'll go ahead and break down how it works. Okay, okay. How, how this happens. Uh, this is serious. I'm reading right from the open tournament here. Okay, in, in the Vegas Invitational. All right. Uh, five games. You're given missions in order of play. So day one, your your initial meeting engagement. So your first firing happens on day one. Draw the battle lines. Day one, you have a blood and glory game. They want to make a point of here. Breaking point, not an automatic victory. First person to get 500 victory points, then urge more blood. For the blood god, gets victory. For the blood... That is the name. For the blood god? Yeah, more blood for the blood god. And there's actually a song called... More More blood for the blood god! There is a song called More Blood for the Blood God. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. There's a metal band out there that only sings about... Because you hear the phrase, More Blood for the Blood God, and that's a song. How could it not be? If I were to tweet... More blood for the blood god. I would get replies almost immediately from it. No, there's a metal band out there. All they do are they only sing songs about actual Warhammer tournament matches. They turn them into epic battle ballads. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and ridiculous. So anyway, day and two as awesome. a dawn attack. So here's the restrictions. Uh, you were only this is serious. You were only allowed to use eighth edition rules. Players must understand tournament rules before playing. Sports, poor sportsmanship will not be tolerated. Good. Um, Nobody wants to play <clears> with the poor sport. Yeah. Well, they're trying to give uh, there's blood a to unit the cap. Gun. Thirty infantry or fifteen monstrous infantry is a cap. No fixed terrain. You take turns placing terrain. No mysterious terrain allowed. Uh, you, however, because it can be an expensive hobby, you may use non-games workshop models in this tournament. However, you may not use special characters. No proxies. Your All voice counters. is like getting nerdier as you're talking. No ca- Damn it. No proxies. <laughs> Counters, tokens, gumballs, and painted rust, etc. must be accepted from Games Workshop to be allowed in this tournament. We noted that Adam Salt was won the coveted wooden sword. That's the grand prize, oh. along with his cash prize. Adam, good job, buddy. Cliff Robbins, best dwarf player, so he earned the hammer. Ah, uh, yes. He's going to keep the clap going. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. That's right. Not Team E's Don Johnson. <laughs> won the Warriors of Chaos and best general. So, oh, no small. Good treat. job, General Johnson. That's right. Ed Phillips won best Damons, not demons. It's different. What's demons. It's a British thing. Okay. Uh, Kevin McDermott, best Bretonians. 
And then finally, Larry Tomasasi, third place overall, second place painted division because they have non-painted and painted division. And then Lee Horm, best of show and also best dark elf. Wow. This was at the 2014 Las Vegas Warhammer Invitational. Going across the Atlantic. (laughs) One more story here, if it will load up. From the great and cosmopolitan city of Milan. 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 Or fashion, I do believe, takes its cue. It's very fashion forward. It is. Beautiful people filled with gorgeous things. We're... Fashion is decided for the next, you know, the next year happens in Milan. Clearly, we're both from Milan, Truly. as you can tell. <laughs> as were the Match of the Gathering Grand Prix I just realized finalists. I had a story about uh, Darwin, oh, yeah. and I'm wearing a Darwin's Theory shirt Man, right that's now. That's kind of MIT of you. Well, <laughs> shut up. So, from the city of Milan, the Match of the Gathering Grand Prix tournament setting the championship for 2015. I can report that Swedish Magic Online superstore superstar. Magnus Lanto, which is an awesome fucking name. That is. What's your name? Magnus. Magnus. Like he throws thunderbolts at you. That's pretty cool. Uh, Claims his first five live titles. He's only been playing on online. This is his first time he's ever entered a tournament with physical cards. Won his first five live titles. Joins joins Dimitri Bukrov to be the top players in the world. Top money-making players. By the way, some of these guys clear half a million dollars a year playing Magic. Jeez. I hate my life. (laughs) Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, in the end, not even the Italian champion, world champion Nicolo Bellini, could fight against Magnus's birthing pod mirror match. Birth? I'm sorry, the birthing pod mirror match? Uh, birthing pod was some of the card sets designed he had there, Sarah. You have to understand here. Okay. Here's the thing. 1,760 players entered this modern tournament format in Milan. Only eight are going to move forward to the 2015 Grand Prix. Grand? Grand Prix. Grande Prix? That's right. And uh, what about, uh, just real quick, what about your Buffalo Bills? And finally in ball talk, (laughs) your Buffalo Bills were victorious in defeating the heavily favorited, heavily, incredibly favorited, and arguably better Green Bay Packers. You're welcome, Seattle, you sons of bitches. We have guaranteed that Seattle gets a seed in the playoffs now. By knocking, by defeating the Green Bay Packers. I watched that game, and I don't watch a lot of football. That yeah. was a good game. The Buffalo and Green I was Bay? rooting for. I was rooting for I our saw Buffalo you, Bills. Like, you, you said our Buffalo Bills. I knew it as soon as I saw it going. I'm like, I think today's Aaron's day. It could well, except for my scooter getting stolen. Well, so it's a cosmic balance. <laughs> Lose even, a scooter, the Bills win. We'll talk about that. Didn't even talk about that. Um, yet. While I don't want to jinx the Bills, they are have a potential wild card running. They have to win their next two games, and a couple other teams have to lose their games for them to get a wild card seed. However, even if that doesn't happen, I am proud, Sarah, mm-hmm. because your Buffalo Bills, my Buffalo <laughs> Bills, for the first time in a little over a decade, are going to have a winning record by the end of the season. That is very exciting. Yes. Your Buffalo Bills are yeah. doing quite well. If they well. make the playoffs, as I've reminded Dan, the last time the Bills made the playoffs, he did not have a daughter. Oh, my God. She's 15. She is. She's a little adult now. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Yep. (laughs) This concludes this edition of Polyhedral Ball Time. (laughs) All right. So I know it's unpleasant, but we should bring it up. 
just oh, in case, because yeah. there are lots of eyeballs everywhere, and maybe someone will see something. So Aaron did just bring up something unfortunate that happened to him yesterday. Well, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Good. Hey, trade off. Good or being stolen, not so good. <laughs> so oh. yesterday, sometime between, we're guessing because Jen, she walked our Greyhound Picard in the morning, and she thinks she saw the scooter. Mm-hmm. So possibly sometime between like 8 a.m. yesterday morning and right around noon, someone went into our back. I don't park it on the street. Yeah. Like it's not visible. You have to – we have an alley behind – our neighborhood, every street has an alley where all the homes kind of connect. No, see, and when my when my scooter was stolen, I basically left it out like bait. Like it was yeah. just sitting out there. No. Yours is hidden. Yeah, from... it's, it's basically – it's tucked away. Yeah, you cannot see it. Yeah, someone walked up. Uh, either picked it up because scooters aren't that heavy. Two mm. two dudes could huff it into a truck if they wanted to. Yeah, almost any scooter you could do that with. So someone showed up yesterday, sometime between like eight and noon yesterday, and stole my scooter. <sighs> what an asshole! And the balls on them to do that in the morning. Yeah, we also think they tried for Jen's because we had Jen's no. parked off on the side, and hers was covered and completely parallel to the house, our house. And what was happening? I went to walk Picard, and I'm like, well, that's weird. The gates open. And where's my scooter? Uh, like, that was the thing. I was like, shit. Went inside, like, baby, scooter got stolen. Mine. But when we went back out there, I realized that the cover was off of hers, and it had been moved, like, 45 degrees. So they went for hers also, and then realized... Did they get, like, spooked or something? I Either they got spooked or realized it's too much of a pain to lug both. Let's get out of here. Oh, my but God. But they tried for hers, too. That is such bullshit. But they yeah. didn't get hers, but they did no. get yours. Right. Yeah, mine's gone. The red bird's gone. All right, well, so it's a 2013 Sim HD scooter. Everyone's been sharing on my Facebook page. So thank you so much, everyone that's been kind of you know sharing and helping out. Um, it's bright red. It, the only sticker it has on it is a sticker of Robin the Boy Wonder on the front. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It's well, because it's one. supposed to be Robin's scooter. I know. Because um, I'm a nerd. Um, <clears throat> the good news is that it is fully insured completely. Uh, the cops came over. They took a statement. I filed the theft report. Um, but as she's like writing it down, I looked at her, I said, I said, be honest, like, what are the odds mm-hmm. of it coming back? And she's like, well, our, our car, uh, retention is really good. Yeah. She's like scooters and motorcycles. She's like, you never know, you know, cause they get parted out. They get parted out. They get so parted quickly. out instantly, and then mm-hmm. they go to the dozens of shitty, unscrupulous scrapyards that Portland has, which is why our meth problem is so bad. Mm-hmm. And they take shit without a question. They're like, "Oh, yep, sure, it's fine. Must be yours." Well, hopefully, I think the good news is, like, <clears throat> since yours is so new, I think that they would have a harder time. You know, like with with an older scooter, there's, I don't know, it has more history and things are more dinged up. Like yours is in very good condition. Yeah, I think that there's a, I'm, I think there's a chance. Yeah, or or they just part it. They go on eBay. Like they part it out and they sell the pieces on eBay God. and then they sell the metal. When I was when mine was stolen, I can't tell you how many like countless hours I was obsessed with like looking on Craigslist, uh, looking at different like you know like scooter and motorcycle parts to see if yeah. they were selling. But then you know I didn't know all the serial numbers and everything. Right. So yeah. Well, but I'm we'll sorry. See. Like I said, it's it's insured. Hopefully. Hopefully, I'll get something new out of it. You never yeah, know. <laughs> and we're going to go ahead. So when you listen to this episode, uh, attached is going to be a picture of Aaron Scooter along with the information. So if you end up seeing that anywhere or know anybody who might have seen something or maybe see someone selling something like that. Right, yeah. Uh, just let us know. And there aren't many, the model I have, there aren't many red ones in town. No, and black I, and silver, but not red. No, I don't, I haven't seen your scooter. No. It's I'm the same kind of cable drives rides, but his is black. Like yeah. a lot of black and silver ones are hard. I haven't seen any red ones before. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, everyone, keep their eye out for it. We'll see.
Well, thank you, Aaron, for hanging out with me. Seriously, yeah. that felt like it went by in like two seconds. Yeah, it really flew. That was awesome. That was so much fun. Yeah. Well, and speaking, though, of Quidditch. <gasps> but yeah. See? Yes. Today at 5.30 on Drive Time at the Drive-In, I am going to be playing the soundtrack to my personal favorite. Not only is it my favorite book, it's my favorite film of the Harry Potter series. I'm going to be playing the soundtrack to Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, the entire score, not just little bits and pieces of it here. So I am super jazzed. Um, it's my favorite of the films, my favorite of the book, and it's my favorite soundtrack out of that series also. Oh, me too. That yeah. is my favorite It's the one. last one that John Williams did for those movies. Oh, that it's is so, so awesome. Yeah, it's a lot. I you got always to... pick the, the best soundtracks. Well, I kind of want like a Christmassy thing. And for some reason, even though every Harry Potter thing has like a moment at Christmas, because yeah. they always have the Christmas break, in my mind, Azkaban has the most kind of Christmassy feel because mm-hmm. a big chunk of it happens in the winter. And it's so whimsical feeling. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I, but like... it has like that dark, because like, that's where the, oh, Dement- oh, yeah. the Dementors first show up. Sirius Black, the prison... You know, Buzzbeak, what happens with Buzzbeak and all the times. Like, it's got that great whimsy with, like, what he does to his aunt in the beginning. Yeah. And the tournaments and stuff. But, but then, it, like, the count, yeah. But when it goes dark, like, it goes really, but not, like, nasty dark. It has, like, this, it's the one that feels the most like a modern fairy tale. It and does. This, and the music sounds like And it has that, like, heavy foreboding time. And yeah. it's just, oh, it's so good. And it has the, and it has the, the double, double toil and trouble choir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, now singing, I need to go and watch this with movie the, again. The singing with the toads. I, I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I loved all those movies so much. So that's happening. But before that, so that's going to be 5.30? Yeah, 5.30. All right, uh, Scott Daly's going to be in with a new edition uh, of the Daly Sessions. So for live listeners, he'll be starting here in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So be sure to stick around. Aaron, thank you so much. I hope that... We find the asshole that stole your scooter. Me too. Or at least yeah. just my scooter. Or at least just your scooter, not even the person. We yeah, don't I don't care person. about the person. Just a scooter and have it work and not be damaged. There you go. Yeah. That's not too much to ask. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with more fun of Radio. Radio.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>